Calling all escape artists. Are you tired of busting your butt but not getting results? Maybe it's because you're trying to do too much or you're just not focused on the right thing. If this sounds like you, I'd love for you to check out The Growth League, my private mastermind and group coaching program for entrepreneurs that want to grow both in business and in life. This isn't for the complainers. We're looking for committed entrepreneurs that want to have fun and take massive action. We're accepting applicants now at greghickman.me forward slash growth. That's greghickman.me forward slash growth. Let's get it started. Are you looking to escape your full-time job? Do you feel stuck, strapped for time, and don't know where to start? Well, you're in the right place because this is the Leaving Corporate Podcast where we talk with regular people that left their job by building a business and a life they love. Now here's your host, your corporate escape chaperone, Greg Hickman. What's up, escape artists? I hope you're doing well. We are back with Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com to answer another question. Today's question comes from my good friend, Grant Baldwin, and it's about speaking and transitioning from a speaking-based business into a more scalable business by leveraging your platform, which we've been talking about already this week with Michael Hyatt. So let's just dive right into Grant's question. All right. So I got another question here, Michael, for you. We got a really good one from uh, Grant Baldwin, who actually just has his own podcast. Um, How did you get into that? It's a really great show. Um, He's traditionally a speaker. I know you're, you know, you start, you do a lot of speaking, you have your own conference now. So he had a, a, a good question around, how do you start cutting back on speaking in order to scale your platform business? Um, because he sort of feels like it's a double-edged sword because the speaking is where a lot of the revenue is coming from right now and it's the bread and butter, but that's the thing he also needs to, he knows he needs, is not, or has to cut back on because it's not scalable. So how do you kind of start, maybe start making that transition um, when revenue is kind of critical? Well, I think it, it starts with an intention. First of all, the realization that the problem with speaking revenue is that it's non-recurring. It's like consulting it's like any time where you're trading your time for dollars. Um, and a lot of people do that. And they do it very successfully. But the problem is that when they stop running on the treadmill, the income stops coming. And so I realized that very uh, early on in my entrepreneurial journey. When I first started, I thought, okay, this is great. I always want to do some speaking because I love connecting with audiences directly and immediately. But I also don't like continuing to have to go out and work and not building this asset of recurring revenue. And so um, I just set that as, inten- as an intention that I was going to start scaling that back and finding time to create the products that developed that recurring revenue. So I think if you're strategic about it, if you're intentional about it, you can do it over time. It took me actually much shorter time than I thought. I went from about 40 speaking engagements a year to this year 10, wow. and my income more than doubled. So I had more time to create more products and those products are going to continue to earn for me for years to come. But did you kind of go into that knowing, um, you know, maybe it, I mean, if, if you didn't have that success with the platform part of it, I mean, I'm sure you knew some level of success that you would have, but say it didn't work out exactly how you were planning it, that you kind of knew that you were, you were okay with that because your ultimate intention was to scale back and really focus on building the platform and, and kind of continuing to build that? Yeah, but I'm very conservative. So like I'm never going to go all in on something and just say, okay, forget the speaking, cancel everything. All I'm going to do is work on my platform-based business and I'm going to create these recurring revenue opportunities. 
The problem with that is that you don't really know, and sometimes it takes some guessing and some experimentation to get the products that will actually develop the kind of income. So to me, I, there was a while there when I had one foot on the dock and one foot on the boat. Mm. And eventually, once that I saw that the boat would float and that the boat had momentum, then I could step off the dock and put my weight fully into the boat and it was okay. So, so it's not like you have to cut off one to do the other. Now, for a while, it felt like I was doing two jobs at once. Yep. Um, but that's okay. I mean, that's just the nature of entrepreneurship. If you're working a full-time job, you're trying to build a business on the side, most guys or gals are going to do that part-time until the, the new business can sustain them. And that's a smart way to do it. Now, did you have some sort of, I mean, going from 40 speaking engagements to 10, um, did you have some sort of measurement from like, okay, the platform side of things need, needs to be generating X amount for me to, you know, to drop from 40 to 30 and then from 30 to 20? Like, I mean, was there any sort of system or, or guide that you were using there? Well, I'd, I'd love to tell you, yes, you know, it's a very scientific algorithm, but there really wasn't. What happened was, is that I, I started experiencing some pretty significant revenue pops with the products that I were, was creating. And I just said, whoa, okay, this makes way more sense for me to do an additional webinar or to create an additional course. And so as I did that, then I would say to my speaking agent, my booking agent, hey, let's dial this back. Um, I, I don't want to take new dates. Like right now, I just made this decision about three months ago. I said, I'm totally uh, booked for 2014. I don't want to take anything more until 2015. So that regards, that's just in regards to speaking? Yeah, just in okay. regard to speaking. But also consulting. Like I've had some enormous consulting opportunities this year. And this is where it took more courage than knowledge. But to be able to, to take a client who's willing to pay, who could write the check, and who's begging you for help, and to say to that client, you know what, this is not work that I do. Mm. And just to be able to walk away from that, believing that my time is better spent and better rewarded creating this, these recurring uh, revenue opportunities. How important do you think that ability to be able to say no, how important is that in the early stages, you know, like especially for this person who's maybe getting some momentum while the business is on the side, but they're maybe kind of chasing some of these opportunities that sound good like you had, um, but that might steer them off of this long-term path. Like, how, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I think when you're first starting out, you know, you've got to cast your bread upon the water, so to speak, and you've got to try a lot of things and, and figure out what works. And you don't really know. But once you start seeing some traction in one area, then you've got to quickly get focused on the area that you think has the longest-term uh, growth potential. Focus is everything. And I've seen so many entrepreneurs who get good at something and then, uh, you know, initially they're begging for opportunities, but, but once they kind of get past that stage, it's actually the opportunities that can derail them and torpedo their business because they get spread too thin. They think just because they're good at one thing, they could be good at anything and they don't say no to opportunities. No is a basic business discipline, I love, I love uh, the ability to say it. And the, bil- the ability to, to consistently practice it is tough, especially when you start choosing not between bad and good, but between good and better and better and great. And, you know, that, and as you move along, that's exactly what will happen. There'll be great things that you just hate to say no to, but you've got to if you're going to be successful and have a life. Yeah, that's interesting because I actually kind of had my first major 
no moment earlier this year, I had an opportunity to, to kind of travel around the country for a, a large organization and do workshops on mobile marketing for like large brands. And I'd come from the brand world. You know, I did this internally for one particular brand and I like started looking at the opportunity. I was like, okay, they'd fly me everywhere. They great. They cover those costs. They pay me $2,000 for, you know, four hours. And it's, I'd probably be repeating the same presentation over, but I couldn't get over the fact like it just didn't feel good. I mean like, yes, the money would have been nice because they had like 15 of them lined up for me, but the travel, the, the back and forth, I mean, I'm losing a lot more than just the, those four hours and I have all this other momentum and revenue coming in from these other th- projects that I've started that I want to continue to build. And it was hard to say no, but once I said no, it was like the best feeling ever. And I mean, I haven't had another one of those moments yet, but or released an opportunity that I've had to say no to, but uh, it, it did feel, feel pretty good to have that first one. Well, that, that brings up something really important, and that is you got to pay attention to your intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, so often um, I'll have an intuition of something, and every time I go uh, against that, I end up in trouble. And so I really try to pay more attention, particularly the older I've gotten. I try to pay attention to that intuition and at least explore it. It's not always 100% accurate, but there's usually something there to learn or something that needs to be uncovered or dealt with if, uh, if I'm going to stay on track. Thanks for listening. Tune in to the next episode with Michael Hyatt as we continue answering questions this week. Now, again, if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, check out the Growth League. Visit greghickman.me forward slash growth. 